today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Derek here. Eric here. Uh, how you doing, Eric? Good. How you doing? Did you catch the Emmys last night? Some of it. <laughs> the important parts, right? <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get uh, to that. Well, let's start off first with Kim Kardashian and the Ray J saga. So this is now blown up in a pretty epic way. So the Kim Kardashian Ray J sex tape is from 2007. This is a very, very <laughs> 15 old 15 years tape. later, we are still talking about this. We are talking about it because many see it as the genesis of the Kardashian empire itself. It is. I, I think it's accurate to say that, right? I yeah, mean, this if you is take spawned. that sex tape out of the equation... We probably don't have the Kardashians as we know them today. They, that's right. They would have been socialites that faded away. That's right. And since it's such an important uh, sort of moment in history for what is one of the largest brands in the world now, and the Hulu show that they recently launched built a storyline around that sex tape. You'll remember Kim Kardashian is sort of crying about it and insinuating that maybe during the filming of that she had fallen asleep or been unconscious at some point and Ray J might have stuck something up her butt. Violated her. Yeah. Violated her. Well, Ray J is firing back. Ray yeah. J is very upset and he wants to clear the record. Um, and he went on a rant over the weekend where he said, look, here are all the receipts of what actually happened. Oh, the other thing that that, that prompted this is Chris Card- uh, Chris Jenner went on um, James Corden and took a yeah. polygraph. It looked like a bit, like who knows if it's yeah, a real polygraph. James but Corden, he asked her, were you involved in it? Yes. Were and you involved in the sex tape? Because there was like always speculation getting that it sold she had and marketed and all that. Yeah. She says no. And the polygrapher says, yeah, give her, give her thumbs, thumbs up. up. So she's telling the truth that she wasn't involved. Well, Ray J is now livid. This really sparked him. And he went out and said, uh, of course she was involved. And we sold this sex tape to Vivid. So here's a little bit of the timeline. The sex tape comes out in in 2007, shortly after uh, it's discovered that there's a sex tape and it's leaking online. It was released uh, March 14th, the exact date. March 14th. She sued Vivid. Kim Kardashian did file a lawsuit against Vivid. It's, it's, it's in, in February. So in right February, before it came out. Right before the release. That law, so the sex tape then comes out in March. That lawsuit is dismissed and settled completely, it, it appears, in April of 2007. In order for a sex tape to be released by a large company like Vivid, yeah. you need the consent of all the parties involved, or else that company would fold under very, very quickly. That's a, that's a yeah, the, grossly you know, illegal whatever, practice. Whatever you think of Vivid, they are a legitimate company. They're not yes. going to try and get sued by put, putting this stuff out there. So, so everyone said, Kim must have signed off on of the sex tape. Of course she did. Now, for her brand, she wanted to say, oh, my rights have been violated. Of course, I wouldn't sign off on my own sort of exploitation in this way. So that narrative is sort of carried through. And here we are in 2022. And now Ray J, upset about how this is being brought up again and had been quiet for years, says, look, here's the contract we signed. Uh, (laughs) Look at the exhibit, which describes three sex tapes. By the way, we've only seen one sex tape. Yeah. And Kim said they're like, oh, uh, there, there wouldn't be a second one. Ray J's like, yes, there is. And you know, there is. (laughs) <laughs> the handwriting cyber. analysis. Tell us about the handwriting analysis. Yeah, he has the handwriting of a letter that she wrote him, and he posted this like PowerPoint presentation comparing Kim's handwriting in that letter and the fingerprints on it yes. to a list of the three different sex tapes and says it's the same handwriting. She itemized basically what we did, where we did it, and, and this then, is this Perry Mason moment. Says, he looks yeah. he has them side by side, and the handwriting is the same. I and, mean, and even worse, he says that 
not only did Chris know about all this, she picked the sex tape she thought Kim looked better in. And boy, did she pick the right one. Am I right? <laughs> you don't know. You haven't seen the other one. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So. But she picked she picked one that became very, very popular, obviously launched the empire. Uh, and, and and Ray J is now sort of furthering this. He said he's threatened to sue people. Uh, he said, look, I want to sue everyone from the Kardashians to James Corden <laughs> yeah. for running this. Policy. I doubt he will actually file these no. lawsuits, but he does want to clear this record. And now he's got even more receipts where he's put he has an email that he is uh, that, that we've obtained which is from Vivid, uh, Vivid's honcho, Steve Hirsch. Uh, it's dated May 2007. Now, the May day, 1st. May 1st. Now, so the a few weeks out in March, came out. right? Yeah. So you have basically a month of revenue, and it's informing Kim. The, the email is to Kim Kardashian, and it says there's been one point more than $1.4 million in revenue just from that period from yeah. the sex tape, mostly from DVD sales. People were gobbling this up. You have to remember, 2007 is before the streaming age. So people, yeah, in people order were still to buying get DVDs some good porn, then. you got to buy the <laughs> by the DVDs. Uh, so the, t- the tape is released on March 14th. This email is from May 1st, so not a long period of time, a month and a half, and it's made a ton of money. Uh, and their deal uh, was that each of them was going to get $400,000 uh, in, in sort of a base fee, plus 12.5% of the profits, which is a huge percentage yeah. of the profits. But Steve knew Steve Hirsch had to know that this was just going to put Vivid on the map for good and yeah. sell all his other tapes, so he's willing to give up a, a large percentage. They made a lot of money off this, uh, off, off this tape. If the first month it has a uh, you know 1.4 million in revenue, and obviously things slow down over time. But this was a big, big money maker for yeah, pornography it, it, to sell that much. It's huge. And when you see what, whatever you think of Kim, when you see that email, it's like here's your four hundred thousand dollars plus your twelve percent, and like six weeks. So where man, we, you see why she did it. You see why she did it. And, and look, this is a this is not something that maybe she is necessarily proud of or or likes to look back upon. She's got a lot of kids now. She maybe but doesn't like the origin story. She's the one who story. keeps bringing it up, like the yes, Hulu show. Nobody had thought about it in years. That's the key, is is they brought it back up again in their Hulu show. Ray J has been, to his credit, pretty quiet about, about yeah. what's going on with the, you know, he doesn't, he's he no got his scooty bikes and his whole thing. He's he moved, moved on. on and he's, he seems to think like, look, you're still trading off this story, which he believes to be a lie and does have some pretty compelling proof it's, that it's, it's not, not entirely the truth. It's not just that she keeps bringing it up, that she keeps painting him as the bad guy in this. As a villain. And he's like, look, we both were in on this. Your mom picked the video that we were going to release. Leave me out of this. So let me ask a question. Now here we are. Ray J has released all of this. It's made huge news. What does this do to the Kardashian brand uh, going forward? I think nothing. Nothing. Not a thing. I really think nothing. I think this is actually just sort of an engine to keep them interesting yeah. and in the news. It's, it's Even just, though we now know that Chris, Chris and Kim may not be telling the fullest type of truth yeah and you know they're 15 years in now so you you know when you become like a, a legacy act you got to remind people why they loved you in the first place yeah so she's got to remind you remember why you liked me and it's created a <laughs> lot of interest in what do these other tapes look like now that there seems yeah. to be other tapes that were in existence there was a whole saga on the show where uh, kanye went to go retrieve the hard drive from ray j bought it off him or took it from him so that these tapes could never seem to see the light of day i have a feeling we haven't heard the last of this. no it, it, maybe there should be like an online petition to release the Ray J cut. You know, yeah. we'll get the director's cut. <laughs> this is and and to the Kardashians' credit, this they have turned a controversy into another engine for their relevance. Well, that's and, what they do, and that's what's incredible about them. It doesn't. They're very good matter. at that. They're very very good at it. She is, you know, faking outrage, or, or maybe you know, genuinely is outrage. But the public is interested in their response, even though they've been called liars. Yeah, but that's the thing. Whether she's genuinely outraged, or whether she's faking outrage, whether it's all manufactured, 
It all She's works. profiting from it. It all works. Here we are talking about it. Uh, let's move on and see something that didn't work. Because the, the Kardashians are geniuses at generating their own controversies and profiting off them uh, and things that are cringy becoming sort of relevant. Yeah. Tell me about the Emmys. Uh, there, there, are uh, people, there, there were a lot of highlights from the Emmys. I particularly liked uh, Jennifer Coolidge after she won for White Lotus. They tried to play her off the stage. And not only did she not leave, she started dancing to the playoff music. I love Jennifer Coolidge so everybody much. 61 does. years old. She's been in some of my favorite movies yeah. of all time. She was part of that Christopher Guest crew. Yeah. And often the best part of those movies that were sort of mockumentary in style. That's what, I mean, she certainly deserved the Emmy. She was great in White Lotus. But I think that was also a case of people just love her. Yes. Like everybody in the industry, everybody, the fans, everybody just wanted to see her win. Stifler's mom, man. Yeah. Finally made good. Uh, so but good. Uh, the, the, the controversy comes from Will Arnett and Jimmy Kimmel were presenting uh, for Outstanding Comedy Writing. And that's something they both know about. Yes, absolutely. And they decided to do this bit where Jimmy was passed out. He had had too many skinny margaritas yeah. backstage. So it's sort so of like a lame bit Will to, to begin with. drags him out and lays him on the stage. So Jimmy Kimmel's laying there. And uh, Kinta Brunson from Abbott Elementary, she won for Best Writing. Great show as well. And she comes up and at this moment, and she's having her moment, but she has to literally step over Jimmy Kimmel, who stayed there the entire time. Yes. And uh, now people are, are dragging Jimmy Kimmel, saying this is white dragging. male privilege. Yeah, literally. He was literally dragged uh, on stage. And this, is, you know, this, is, like, this is such a, a visual representation of black women who've achieved something and earned something literally have to step over a white man who won't get out of the way. Yeah. And people were talking about, you know, she handled it perfectly by the way extremely gracious yeah. she sort of wove him into the skip but and she goes jimmy wake up i won right right yeah she was sort of like start trying to pivot from it the shots were interesting because they pulled in tight on her eventually but originally they wanted to sort of play out the bit so the shot of her winning the award initially includes jimmy kimmel which yeah. is cringy you know yeah, the, the moment is about her the spotlight is on her now i will say the the twitter sort of outrage machine is a little silly at times because to me, Jimmy Kimmel is very clear about his politics and his, you know, his orientations on his views on these things. And it's clearly a bit that went wrong. He yeah. deserves some benefit of the doubt that this well, they, is just they cringy. Didn't I don't think it was racial going to balance. win. Like when, when, when they were concocting this whole bit, they didn't know who was going to win. Right. Um, it's, it's, yeah. It, is it worse that, that, Kinta Brunson wins and you have this visual of a, a, a black woman stepping over Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very bad option. Especially a guy who famously wore blackface. Yes. Although, yeah. although look, he has apologized, apologized profusely still, so about think, those moments, but yes. I don't think it was any deliberate attempt on Jimmy Kimmel's part to sabotage a black woman's moment. Yeah. But that's what people are saying. It's That's the white male privilege thing of it is that he didn't even think about it. Right. I'm he going to do what I'm going it. to do and you just operate around me and deal with it. Yeah, the optics, whether he meant it that way or not, it does come off that way. And that's and that's what's what what's interesting is the optics of this don't really take into account intentionality. Like I think Will Arnett and Jimmy Kimmel didn't intend to have a moment that sort of stole the spotlight from Kinta Brunson, but it's that only feeds the narrative that yeah. they were so you know baked it's, it's into their white privilege. white guy yes. thing of I'm going to do what I want and you just work around it. I don't understand why there are still Look, comedy comedy depends on sort of walking a tightrope. Um, that is where the humor is generated from. So if they play things too safe, you'll never have really brilliant comedic moments and you'll have nothing but safe, lame comedy. But when they go for it and miss and they get dragged, 
it creates the tendency to be a little gun shy and be yeah. it'll it'll chill their willingness to take risks like this. Now this is a risk that didn't pay off. Yeah, and it didn't some pay of these risks they way. could maybe they could maybe not take. Yeah, this, <laughs> this one was, was just lame. I mean, these are two titans. You know, you know, Will Arnett is from Arrested Development. Jimmy Kimmel's been around for a long time. He should have yeah. seen that this is just a lame bit. It's not even worth getting dragged on Twitter yeah. about. And sort sort of an unfortunate way. I do think it uh, actually gave Kinta Brunson a bigger moment. Now this moment is being yeah. played more on the internet. So I think more people know that she won for comedy writing. It's a great show and uh, very very and, happy. And, does, does she and Jimmy know each other? It's interesting. She seems to have a familiarity yeah, with as him. Comedy writer, like, that's a very small circle. Yeah, she gave a shout out to Larry Wilmore, and that's a yeah. small, tight knit group of like comedy writers. And he, she says he taught her everything she knows about comedy writing. So I imagine they've crossed paths at, at yeah. least. So um, I, it'll be interesting to see what she, what if anything, she says. If about she it. calls off the the Twitter mob, maybe, or maybe she's like, yeah, I felt disrespected. Oh geez, I hope <laughs> if she piles on Jimmy, it would be an incredible way to continue this. But we'll have to see. Yeah. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Uh, let's move on to Giselle and Tom. So this saga, Giselle and Tom Brady... Tom played his first game, played pretty well. Tampa Bay won, but the controversy about what is going on in his personal life is ongoing. Yeah. So now people have found this. There's a recent interview in Elle magazine with Giselle. This is apparently before everything blew up and people thought their marriage was in trouble, where she's talking about him continuing his football career. Remember, Tom Brady retired in the offseason. It was supposed to be the yeah, end he was of the done. era. He was the GOAT. That was, was his walk uh, away. second retirement, right? His second retirement. So, <laughs> so uh, well, he unretired. And yeah. he decided to come back and run it back. And we're now learning that this may have caused some strife in his marriage. So Giselle said... Uh, about this, con uh, about about him retiring and unretiring. She said, I've definitely had conversations with him over and over again, she said, uh, but ultimately I feel that everybody has to make a decision that works for them. He needs to follow his joy too. Now this sounds sort of magnanimous in a way, but you yeah. don't know the tone when you're reading an, uh, an interview. <laughs> how did she say these words? Because it sounds like, hey, he's got to do, he's got to find his joy. If she says it sort of in a way that seems generous of spirit, it could sound one way, but now that we know that things are going on behind the scenes and she left the she left him behind for a little while took the kids away for a little bit um she's clearly over this it seems like she doesn't want him to play I, and i understand her position tom brady has cemented his legacy he is the there's goat. nothing to prove he's won a ton of rings there's zero to prove he even won a ring away from belichick that was always a big thing is belichick to the guy who won all the rings or is tom tom went to tampa bay and won so yeah. obviously tom brady very important the risk is, over. not only is there nothing left to prove the risk for him is if he starts declining yes as as, a, as an athlete 
you have a Michael Jordan spectacle yeah, on the like, Wizards where it's you, like, do you want to see the old man You should have gone out it? while you were winning. Like, yeah, how much longer is he going to drag it out? And although he's protected, he he sits in the pocket, and Tom Brady is not a very mobile quarterback. He doesn't get hit often because he usually has a good line. You do get roughed up in football. Yeah. And he's 45 years old, and I know that just getting up in the morning, uh, I'm younger than Tom Brady, <laughs> and your body just feels different. Well, you're also not Tom Brady, <laughs> but... Um, but it's it's hard to bounce back, I will say. Like, no matter who you are, he's, he's Superman, you know, Harvey's in great shape, and... and and so some people sort of age differently. If he's getting rocked by, you know, 25-year-old guys in the prime of their life, it's going to be more difficult. And she and probably it's a genuine concern for, for her. Like, yeah. he's, you know, he's not getting any younger. Yeah, and they have young children who yeah. Giselle probably wants uh, him to be more present and and help with the kids and, and so forth. And he doesn't need to. So in her in her mind, it's just like, what, what are we doing at this point? You're yeah. just sort of continuing to play. But from Tom's perspective... It's hard to let go. I mean, this is, you know, there's a lot of life left to live. He's only 45 years yeah. old. The other side of the coin is, what am I going to do? Am I going to be a talking head on And that's And that's, he's already signed that, so we know yeah. that's going to be his his post-NFL career is, is being a commentator. But all he knows is the camaraderie yeah. of a locker room. And so I get it. And is that, you know, to be as, you know, he's old for, for a quarterback, but he's still young for a human. So yes. is, that, is that rough to be like, I'm not that old? And I'm sitting here watching people do this thing I love to do that I don't do anymore. That I feel like I could do. I mean, yeah. these guys, you have to imagine is, is like, <laughs> I'm the best at this. So I want to watch a quarterback wing it around yeah. and, and sort of throw interceptions and whatnot. So I get this conflict. I don't really know where it ends. I, I do believe this is his last season, no matter what, regardless probably. of what it does to his marriage. This is probably it. 45 is, is, is quite old to be throwing a football around. Um, but I... I, I think this will level out. I really do. They have a lot. They seem to have a, like a pretty sort of wholesome, stable family life. I think Giselle is upset and maybe rightly so in certain ways that he unretired. But it seems like they'll be able to smooth this out. I hope. I don't know why I sort of root for them as a couple, but I do. <laughs> yeah, the, the quarterback and the supermodel. You know, you hope it works out for them. I sort you of know, like them. I I don't. Like I hope Aaron things go Rogers. their way for once. <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily love his politics, but there's something about them that I just want him to make it. We've seen too many couples break yeah, up. Yeah, you know? I, just those two crazy kids. Those I hope they can make it work in this world. <laughs> I hope those two almost um, billionaires make it. Yeah. All uh, right, bring us to a sad, sad story. Yeah. Sad story. Uh, P&B Rock rapper, he's only 30 years old, uh, was was shot and killed in L.A. At, a, at a Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Very famous restaurant in L.A. Yes. Um, it was it was a robbery. Uh, he had posted a video earlier in the day showing off all of his jewelry, and uh, that's the motive for this. Uh, some people, very famous people, Nicki Minaj, one person, kind of coming out and blaming his girlfriend, the mother of his two children, saying that she posted a video of him at Roscoe's. And uh, so what, what Nicki said was, after Pop Smoke, who was shot at a house party, um, she was after Pop Smoke, there's no way we as rappers or our loved ones are still posting locations to our whereabouts. To show waffles and some fried chicken, he was such a pleasure to work with condolences to his mom and family. Basically blaming her, saying she posted where he was on social media, so the shooter knew where to find him. A strange assumption built into this that that people uh, follow uh, PNB Rock's girlfriend enough to to sort of concoct this. But but I under I understand the sentiment. After Pop yeah. Smoke, there was some thought that this could have been avoided. And even though it's a sad commentary on the state of security and the state of humanity, that, that yeah. posting your location, you know, subjects you to that kind of danger. Uh, I, I understood the sentiment. Cardi B. Uh, felt very differently, and she already has yeah. tension with with Nikki. So I think there's that element in addition to the her two of them just drag each other constantly. Yeah, there's always a battle between Nikki and Cardi. But so Cardi responded to that. She says, "I highly doubt Nikki was looking at PNB's uh, baby mom's Instagram. He was in a bad location, and people stay outside plotting. It's very irresponsible and inconsiderate to blame her for something so tragic. We should be sending nothing but love to her and his family at this time." 
and and she's right on that because just to say that you know you posting a video on Instagram got him killed yes. is devastating enough for her. She's but already course, going through the death yeah. of of her. And, and now you know the, the internet being the, the internet, yeah. people online are now like, oh, she plotted this to kill him to get his money. Like they've made her, an, uh, you know, the mastermind behind the murder of the father of her children at potentially her lowest point yeah that, this that's is what i find horrible. most horrific about the internet like look i don't know and there is uh, you know there is room for speculation about things i i don't want to just sort of freeze the conversation but she is dealing with a tragic moment right now yeah. it seems I, you know i think you're in wild conspiracyville if you think she plotted the murder of her that's 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 insane it, it, it's so insane and it does bring up what Cardi's saying, that just the insensitivity of just sitting by and, and sort of tweeting these things that spiral into sort of, um, they, they go viral, these comments, and then this woman has to deal with news alerts about people speculating that she just Just from a posting a video. And, and, it's know, horrific. It's sad all the way around. It's sad to think that for, for rappers or any celebrity or anyone at this point, you do have to think about posting where you are like well we've covered this with kim kardashian remember she flashed all the jewels and people thought that was behind the 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 uh the, the heist in paris where yeah. they broke in tied her up put her in a in a bathtub and and stole all her jewels and it may have been some of those you know uh burglars or robbers were actually interviewed and said yeah we yeah. we saw her flaunting her jewels and uh we're we're from a certain uh you know, ilk, and we decided to take them from her. Yeah, and, and but that's even as like non celebrities. You think like I don't like post things on vacation because then you're just telegraphing to people I'm not home. Yes, and and I guess this is still the world getting used to sort of the the omnipresence of social media and its real effect on sort of how you conduct your regular yeah. life, but. There's a time and a place to have these conversations. I think immediately after this guy yeah. is killed in a restaurant, I don't think is the time to sort of shift blame to his girlfriend. Now, whatever takes place in the investigation there, these things need to breathe a little bit. Yeah. You need to actually have law enforcement come in and conduct an ordinary investigation. And, and if something turns up that there's some truth to this or, or I, I doubt it. There is a conspiracy involving his girlfriend. Sure, bring that to light. Yeah, but to do it on Twitter is irresponsible, and it's and, quite insensitive. And 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 to lay all the blame at her feet, you know, I'm, that's not like I'm, I'm victim blaming here. But he also posted videos of him with all of his jewelry that day. So. Yeah. So nobody should ever post anything. It's a really sad situation, it, though. This was broad daylight when this happened, by yeah. the way. This was just, uh, you know, someone uh, tried to take his his jewels or whatever he was wearing and and shot him in a restaurant. I, I yeah, find it and, and abhorrent. It's ultimately, really he was difficult. only 30. He had two small children who now don't have their father. I think it's, it's just a sad situation. And yeah, I, blaming her just seems like the wrong way to go yeah it's it's awful so let's move to uh i, I wouldn't say a happier story but a good a good sort of uh, announcement for this podcast so this is a little bit personal to me um my father passed away in 2015 from colon cancer and ryan reynolds and rob McElhaney are filming their colonoscopies which is one of the greatest preventative care uh you know things that we have available to us in society that i don't think a lot of people know about yeah. they and are, they're both 45 they're 45 uh we're men of a certain age so certain I, age. i've had a colonoscopy because i, I have early. not but you hey. start being aware of it so uh there's nothing to them you're put out and then you wake up and someone's been in your butt i mean there's really nothing to <laughs> i mean this, now the bad thing for you is that you weren't at a hospital <laughs> so. yeah i did i did <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, so, so they're launching their. They're calling it "Lead from Behind." They're doing it typically tongue in cheek, um, <laughs> no, uh, tongue no. in the other cheek. Uh, and so, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney are videotaping the process of their colonoscopy to spread awareness for proper pre cancer prevention. Ryan, it's the first time you've had a colonoscopy. Yeah. And. and we're 
filming it. You're filming which it, is which is like also it's, just it's, awful. You did such a good prep that I was able to find an extremely subtle polyp that was on the right side of your colon. This was potentially life-saving for you. I'm not kidding. I'm not being overly dramatic. I, I mean, love it. this is exactly why you do this. Okay, you had no symptoms. Yeah. All right, man. Pretty remarkable. You sort of see them uh, get wheeled in. They're in their hospital gowns. And then you see the doctor explain to them how important it was to do this because he actually discovers uh, a couple polyps on them. And yeah. Rob McElhaney makes a sort of comment about, like, I hope I have a bigger one than Ryan Reynolds. I hope I have more. <laughs> He's and he very does. insecure. He three. Anybody would be around Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is, is a very, very handsome man married to a very beautiful woman. And Rob yeah. is Rob. But he's very funny as well. <laughs> um, so, so they actually can go in. And while they go in, they can not only diagnose, but they can actually cut out things that are like shouldn't be in your colon that are harmless. Yeah. And there's a couple polyps in there. And the doctor says it's good. There was nothing wrong necessarily. It wasn't going to become cancer necessarily. But we cut them out. And now you can have peace of mind. So these are something that you should... Uh, you should get when you're in your 40s. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what else to say. It's it's a great preventative care. Yeah, and I love that you, the the two of them. They have such good chemistry between the two of them, Ryan and Rob. They met online and became friendly. Mm -hmm. And then they have this show now, Welcome to Wrexham, where they bought uh, a football club, you know, soccer club in in, in Wales, and uh, they did. That's the plot of the show, or did they buy it? They did. It's a reality oh, they show. They so did this buy is, the show. The, the okay. show is now them. They did buy this team. This documentary of them trying to figure it out after okay. the fact. But the, I love that you realize in the show they didn't meet each other in person until after they had bought the the football club. God, so be, they've only known rich. each other. This was last year, yeah. and now they're getting colonoscopies together. It's beautiful. <laughs> like, it's, it's a really <laughs> beautiful moment, yeah. and and a great message. I mean, there's nothing bad to say about this. Get your colonoscopies when you turn 45. All right, all right, no, preferably from a doctor, not just like Derek does. It. <laughs> and download this podcast. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah.